Hey girl, hey. hey. Here we go again. I do. Yes, party. I do. Okay. So, <laughs> usually start off as a slumber party. So uh, after a couple <laughs> glasses of wine, <laughs> and then here we come to slumber, slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. hey. I am Lashawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey girl, hey. I am the millennial chick. Hey girl, hey! Hey girl, hey! Hey! Hi, y'all! What's what's up, girls? How y'all doing? You doing good? How you doing? So, so this is the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Uh, I'm your radio chick, Kiki Brown. I'm y'all, Millennial Sam. We got the Millennial chick. The Chatter chick is out today, but we have a special guest. I call her a friend. We met in person one time. One uh-huh. and been friends ever since, like w- literally one time. <laughs> a weekend, we though. A, it was during a weekend. We met at a, a junket for baggage claim in LA. It was my first time in LA. Uh-huh. And Nicole, you were the first person I met on the shuttle bus. Okay, okay. She's yeah. like, all right, I guess so. So Nicole oh, Collins, fun. Nicole Collins is a former radio personality and she's also an act now she's an actress and a director and she filmed uh documentaries she's amazing she's an amazing actress i was watching your i am uh bd file oh yeah girl (laughs) girl i was like and i'm critical i'm critical and i was like oh okay not that i've ever been in anything why do i think i'm i know something about acting I don't know, but about life and stories and storytelling and what you want to see in real girl brought it, brought it. So I'm so glad. I know that we are are we behind. Where are you? You're in Louisiana now. So what's the time now? Uh, I'm an hour behind. Whatever it is, subtract that 555. (laughs) We are live on YouTube. So if you're not tuning in on YouTube, uh, you will hear, you will be able to check this out on Saturday, uh, Live 365 and tune in radio at 9.30 a.m. on Urban Media Today Radio. We're going to talk to Nicole more about her job and what she does or her career and her new career choices. It's taking a leap from radio to film uh, in our final 15. But we're going to do a weekly rundown. We do this all the time, Nicole. We talk about what happened throughout the week. Of course, everybody's talking about the election. We are not a political platform, but for some strange reason, we tend to talk about it all it's the damn time. Like it's, yeah. I mean, at this yeah. point, it's, entertainment is definitely politics, and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. You know, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it to be over. What about you, Jer? I'm hey, it's something. <laughs> I'm just like. This election can't come fast enough, and I'm ready for it to come and be done with and move on, you know. But I voted. I voted early. I actually stood in line, and I did the mail-in registration or did the form, and they were like, well, you could vote today. And I was like, well, shoot, why not? And so I voted early. Did you you guys do anything, any voting early, or you're waiting for November 3rd? I'm supposed to be able to go tomorrow. My daughter's been doing her virtual school, so I hadn't had a chance to break free, but I'm going to that's the point. Yeah. I okay. think when I'm wait with my mom, we're so last minute. And mm-hmm. um, she's still trying to figure out if she wants to do the mail-in or just go to the actual polling place. And I said, well, I mean, it's right up the street. We can just actually just go there. Like, I don't mind. I did it the last election. Um, but I, I know it'll be like 
last minute, probably the day of. Now, I don't know if there is a a deadline for mail-in, but don't, yeah, you know. There's a deadline for all of it. Okay. I think okay. It's, I don't know. Is that state by state? That's probably a federal thing, but I know early, I know early voting, each state has their own. Um, I don't know. Well, okay. just as long as you go. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Now, we record our show on Thursdays. So today, tonight is the third presidential debate. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, they're going to have another debate, this time with the mute button. Good. I'm excited about the mute button. Yeah. Donald Trump, not so much. There's a black woman moderating tonight. I know her because I watched the Today Show, and she does Today Weekends. And for some strange reason, her, Kristen Welker, Welker, Mm -hmm. I think her name, yeah. And she's pretty good. She's really newsy. So I like her. Hopefully, they'll be respectful and, and respect their time. Yeah. You know, and 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 I don't know. I I predict Donald Trump walking off the stage. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to put nothing past him. In right. true diva fashion, I yeah. that's it. That's it. I'm not doing this anymore. That's it. Mute button for presidential debate. This is the first time they've ever used the mute button. Wow, it's that's crazy it. that they've had. I'm pretty sure they feel like they have to. Like mm-hmm. this time they have to do that. It's so yeah. they are so just out of just don't care about respecting t- people's times and, and mm-hmm. right. Like you know what? If we're gonna continue doing this, you know, and it's sad. That just lets you know how entertaining. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's gonna be as effective because they'll keep talking even if they say time time they'll keep talking and you'll be able to hear them. But yeah, it's it's embarrassing, honestly. <laughs> It is. It's it embarrassing. Is. It's embarrassing. All right. Like so uh, us to um, overseas and, and pitching us overseas is like this big reality show called America. And that if you go outside of America, you can watch the America reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like they're getting paid to be for all of us to be like this one big reality show. Mm-hmm. for other countries. I just feel like well, one day I didn't ask to be on a reality show. Right. So. You know, they need to cut because this is ridiculous. We're very vulnerable right now as a country. And that's what I'm afraid of. We're extremely vulnerable. And I feel like nobody's watching the house. Everybody outside planning. Ain't nobody watching the house. And somebody will come in and take all the good stuff. And that's not good. That's not good. I do want to say just on an entertainment, but still on the same subject, 50 Cent said he might leave the country if Joe Biden becomes president because of Joe Biden's tax plan and he's not too happy. And I was like, well, if don't nobody like 50 cent, you know what to do. <laughs> vote, vote, vote. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Get out the vote. <laughs> On like, Say that again. You kind of cut out. Huh? Can you hear me? You cut out. Go ahead. I was saying, Maybe you can explain this. I was just kind of, I was reading about it and I was just confused as to what he was saying. And then Ch- then his ex-girlfriend, Chelsea Handler, came in comments. It was the saying stuff. So explain that to me exactly what happened. Like how did so, this- he saw Joe Biden's tax plan and, you know, he's rich. And, you know, the rich are going to get huge tax cut, um, tax, right. not tax breaks. So They're going to be made to pay taxes. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. Over $400,000. That's where it comes into play. And so. so I guess 50 Cent, which he said he filed bankruptcy, so this don't 
pertain to him. But mm-hmm. he was saying if Joe Biden becomes president, that he's going to leave the country because, you know, he can't afford that. Chelsea Handler, who is his ex-girlfriend, saying that he was her favorite. He used to be her favorite ex-boyfriend. She offered to pay his taxes just so that he could uh- vote for Biden. And I just, it's sad that somebody would have to pay your taxes in order for you to do what you're supposed to be doing. You make this, I had an argument with someone yesterday about this. I I, I mean, I get, you want all your coins. I understand that, but you got to pay your taxes. If I got to pay my taxes, you got to pay your taxes too. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, you got to get it back, I guess. I don't know. Like, how do they get away with not paying taxes? That's what I don't understand. Ask Trump. Ask Trump. Anyway. They get away with not paying them. That's where I'm lost. I'm just ready for this thing to be over with. You know, it's just a big, crazy mess. And I don't know. It's just a big, crazy mess. Um, We don't have uh, another story as far as the weekly rundown because it's been kind of quiet. You know, a lot of things, a lot of the, the news stories this week have been focused on the election less than two weeks away. I do know that uh, Kim Kardashian says that she still supports uh, Donald Trump. She didn't say if she was going to vote for him or not, but, and I, I could hear LaShawn saying, turn my mic off, turn my mic off. Um, uh, because he's helped her with the ref- the prison reform system. Right. But um, her husband, <laughs> Kanye West, uh, he still wants to be, I, I don't know why he's still spending money and running, you know, trying to be on the ballot. Nobody's asking him to come to a debate or anything, but I yeah. guess he could still run, right? Is that true? Yeah, but it's a way, it's just wasteful. It's just unproductive, counterproductive. It's, what's the point? But yeah, he can still run, apparently. Mm-hmm. I thought he had, um, you, did you see the name of his party? The name of his party? No, because I thought... It's the Sean birthday Diddy comes party. as the Black Party. What is Kanye's? The birthday party. The birthday. Yeah. Okay. Look at Kiki Faye. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that is. I just don't know. Like you said, it's why is, he, why is he trying to prove? what? What? Why? How? First of all, how did I miss that? Please tell me what is the significance behind the I, birthday party name. I have. Do I you know? I, know. <laughs> I don't. There are certain things, and this is for my mental health, my sanity, just for my well-being. There's certain things that I just look at and I just give it to, oh, okay. And I just, <laughs> because I don't, I don't think I even care. I don't, what is, I don't feel like that information is even vital to my everyday well-being. I just don't care. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Okay. Maybe let me know, because I'm not going to go look for it. The birthday party. Mm-hmm. All right. The thing that concerns me the most is that people think this is funny. And so they will vote just because it's funny. And that's how we ended up with the president that we have today. And I mean, I'm just I'm just saying people thought, I mean, you know, apprentice, you know what I'm saying? And why don't we just vote because it's the apprentice, you know, and look. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying not to vote. You don't vote for who you want to. You have a right to. But we really have to take this seriously. Now we're talking about healthcare. We're talking about um, education. We're talking about uh, police reform or um, uh, I want to say deform. I don't know why I'm saying deform. Why is that? That's not even a word. Um, but 
defunding the police and, and we're talking about the pandemic and it's very serious right now. This is not a game. People have lost yeah. their lives due to this pandemic. Right. And we're going to talk more about the pandemic in the um, next 15 um, because, uh, Nicole, we have fan mail. We get fan mail. And okay. I got an email earlier and it was kind of weird. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to read this one. But the one that came in act- actually close to what this afternoon, it was pretty serious. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. We're going to cut short real quick and mm-hmm. um, get back to it. It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Hold tight. To advertise on Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio with 24-7 exposure and online exclusives. Email editor at urbanmediatoday.com. Urban Media Today is an online blog magazine specializing in urban lifestyle, finance, entertainment, HBCU sports, and more. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. Say what's happening. Hey girl, hey. Hey. It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast. We have a special guest, Nicole Collins from New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> she might look familiar if you're watching her uh, right now on YouTube. Uh, she's an actress. She was on 12 Years a Slave. She was on, is it Treme? I was on HBO's Treme, yeah. HBO's Treme, and what was the what was with the um the EMTs or police officers? What what was that when they something? Okay, that was a short film that I was in um a long time ago. Yeah, um that that one was called uh Girl, don't make me laugh. See, that's how many she been in. She can't uh, remember. <laughs> it was that one that was been yeah that was a short film it was a student film that i was in but i know what you're talking about yeah you were really good really good um but we're going to talk more about nicole and just her journey from radio to film in a set we have to get into uh fan mail and this is pertaining to the coronavirus it mm-hmm. says my covid crazy co-worker mm-hmm. my co-worker is covid crazy she's been complaining about her kids her kids' school being online because of the coronavirus. I know parents are tired of dealing with their kids, but if there's a pandemic, why would you choose to subject your kids or loved ones to it? Just because you need a break? She urges that there aren't any studies uh, that show kids get sick. Then they said fake news. Kids Kids are getting sick, maybe not as much as adults, but this is a concern, or am I wrong? Why she gotta be all out with it at work? Just deal with it. Ugh, she's getting on my nerves. <laughs> I don't know what the question is, but yeah, I guess we'll just what to say. I was like, wait. <laughs> You're a child. You have a child. My son is is an, an adult, but just thinking, I wouldn't let my child go to school. Even okay. if, if schools were open, I would not. Because adults get sick. And so I just worry. Even if it's not happening right now, it could happen. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want to take no chances. You know what I mean? My baby gets sick and then I have to kill somebody. Cause right. my, my sister's husband uh, drives the school bus and, you know, at least picks for public schools aren't open, but he was driving for um, a couple other schools um, in like Wexford or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now he isn't working with them because mm-hmm kids at the school got COVID. Um, so he's going to be off work for a while. I don't, I never, I didn't understand why they were such in a rush to send children back to school because like you said, it may not be so immune or as much to have it if you were a child, but adults get sick too. And mm-hmm. 
we've heard in other states of kids going back to school and they get um, getting sick. I think there was uh, another Pennsylvania school. I don't know where it was at, but you know, they had to close down. So, I mean, the homeschooling, I just feel like no one should, no one should be going anywhere especially school and until we get you know this handled out the way who knows when that's going to happen i don't know if they're just testing it out like a trial run like oh let's see how this goes but it's not working people are still getting sick every day and Mm -hmm. the numbers are just rising rising so um you know i'm not a parent but if i was a parent during this pandemic i would not be sending my child to school either i would not what do you say nicole because you have a school-aged child Right. So it's a difficult situation. Um, my daughter, because, uh, you know, we live in technically in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's doing virtual school in L.A. Uh, we don't have a choice. LA, okay. LA, I don't think any of California is back in school physically. It's all virtual. Mm-hmm. So we really don't have a choice. Um, I think, you know, for the kids, they want to go back. They don't care. Right. And, so, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I, I, I totally get that because it's, you know, I don't look at my mom all day. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to be <laughs> yeah. Parents don't feel like looking at their kids. All day. Right. Like, Get on my face. You know, the amount of parents that have been caught on these Zooms naked and whatnot. These parents don't want these kids. This, you know what I'm saying? They want their house. Um, right. But on the contrary... You know, I was telling somebody this other day, if we did live somewhere where it was an option, I probably would not feel comfortable. Um, no. no, I would not feel comfortable. And she, you know, wouldn't be out, wouldn't be um, in school uh, physically. You know, in California, I think what's happening is they're waiting for a vaccine to come before they just open up school, which I'm not even like ready for that right now. Cause you know, I need y'all to practice that on a whole bunch of people before mm-hmm. it may- my kid um, or animals yeah, yeah. You know, and then and, and sadly the thing about that is we don't really know the the really important adversarial effects of that probably until like years later yeah right. you know in 2050 you'll be seeing them commercials if you took the corona vaccine and oh lord i didn't even like, think about that I, you know I, it, I, subject I, to a lawsuit like <laughs> yeah Never know, you know, and so it's 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 one of those things where it's it's just so much, it's just so much, and yeah. it's never like one thing, and it's 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 always like okay, right now, then you have next week, next year, ten years. This is something that you know, this has definitely changed America, right. us, the world, right. um, mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll continue to feel the effects of corona for years um but i don't know when i would feel comfortable um with her going to school i allowed her to start having sleepovers with one friend every weekend just Mm -hmm. to kind of like help out with everything you know yeah Yeah. um and it's one friend i trust her family and you know we said we are we're each other's bubble um but just to give her that feeling of normalcy and just being around another child and, and having that but it's mm. tough man it's tough because I enjoyed going to school I loved you know I had a crush a yeah yeah I want my mom in my conversation with my friends you know what I'm saying like 
So I get it. I I totally get it. And I'm I I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But as a parent, I'm not gonna lie. The whole work from home thing worked for me and like getting stuff done at home worked for me. So it's actually really convenient not to have to like plan around her school schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. fourth grade, so I don't have to be there hand and foot just like, hey, what are you doing? The the teacher doesn't want us around. And I'm like, cool. Y'all right. go to school. Let me be what I'm, you know, doing. So this is actually very, very convenient. So that's worked out for you. So I'm not complaining. I'm not like, send her back. No, I'm like, good, because I don't have to get up real early. I don't have to, like, try to hurry up and be done by 2, 2.30 or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I just work, you know? Right. We got a, uh, we got a um, comment on Facebook by Kimberly, Kimberly Fairley. She says, if the person doesn't have kids, I wouldn't even acknowledge the thought at all. People have opinions, um, you know, and, and some people think that it's just, especially when you don't have kids, it's like, oh, you're being melodramatic, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're being paranoid, or, you know, they're just not sensitive to the situation. Um, and then one person, um, Lily Danielle 126 on Instagram said, People pick and choose what they want to believe for one reason. They are inconvenienced. Mm. So like, you know, sort of kind of like what you said, uh, Nicole, you were just like, you know, sometimes, you know, you just want your kids out, get out the house or just go ahead and go to school. Right. Uh, Not you, but just how parents would want, you know, okay, I just need my house back. I want to be able to walk around with no bra on and my house slippers. Right. And Drink a beer in the morning if I want to. Not me. That's just some people who want to drink a beer in the morning. That ain't me. I don't yeah. do that. I don't and do that. If it was. I, I, I get that too. We all have the right to wanting mm-hmm. space and time and sanity. You know, I don't, you know, I know some people like to shame parents for wanting that time away from their children. But people need that. You need, sometimes you, you right. really yeah. need that to, to function. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. realize how important it is for those breaks, you know. We right. Don't really, a, a break until we don't have it anymore. But yes, yes. Whether you have to go to work or whatever, it's still somewhat of a break. And so, right. I don't shame parents for longing for that. But then it comes to you know, okay, you can long for that, but then it's like the safety of your kid, though the safety of overall well, the overall well-being of, of everybody, I think it just it should be a little bit more important than your desire, you know, for a space and mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And maybe you can get that space and time in other ways. Right. Um, but no, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I get that. People people want that. They, they want to be alone <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to cut, we're going to cut short for this break because I was, we could spend more time with Nicole and okay. just talk about um, her career. Did you have one more? Did you have something else to say about the COVID-19, the pandemic, Jerry? Um, just be careful. That's it. You know, I'm it. over it. I'm so tired of it. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, it. I, I, if I forget my keys, I have to be like, oh, my mask. I can't. If you forget your mask, it's like, oh, I keep one in the car. I keep one on my door. I keep one. Yeah, that's that's where I keep mine in the car. This is my, our life now. This in is the, our yeah, life. It's part of your wardrobe. Every, I have. I don't know how many masks I have. You know, just so that's I good. have. I have a lot. It turned from one to many. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. Um, it's the Hey Girl Hey podcast for Urban Media today. Right back with Nicole Collins. We're going to tell her story in just a sec. Keep it live. This segment brought to you by Parity Health Information and Technology, LLC, a woman and minority-owned small business founded by Iris T. Fry to assist and guide its partners with transforming healthcare and exploiting appropriate technology to educate, motivate, measure, manage, and report a business impact on the underserved, at-risk, and minority populations. Located in Madison, Alabama, Parity Health Information and Technology, LLC, is passionate about providing the right resources to their partners to achieve the highest success. For more information, log on to ParityHIT.com or call 256-459-6021. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. All right, we're back. It's the Hey, Girl, Hey podcast on Urban Media. Today, I'm the radio chick, Kiki Brown. I'm your millennial chick, Jerry Tipton. Chatter Chick is out today. We have a special guest, my good friend, Nicole Collins, from Norlands, Louisiana. Yeah. her accent so bad. That, I think that Louisiana accent is so amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you, won't hear, you won't hear a New Orleans accent from me. I was, I'm born and raised from uh, Alexandria, Louisiana, which is Alexandria. Okay. Middle- I uh, lived in New Orleans for 12 years, moved here when I was 17 and moved to L.A. But, you know, okay. I worked in media for... No, I hear your Louisiana accent, too. Uh, you hear it? Yeah, mm-hmm. usually it's not as strong as it could be, trust me. Um, yeah. It was beat out of me. Uh, but you definitely don't hear a New Orleans accent. Um, oh, so there's a difference, then. Oh, we have several accents in Louisiana. Okay. So, because uh, it's a Creole correct from french and all that give me some history i don't want to say it wrong so no so you're right so we have you know you have your cajun um Mm -hmm. more of it's more of heritage and culture more than anything and so you know you definitely have you don't really have a creole accent um okay community of people you have an accent which is usually local to Southwest Louisiana. Okay. Like your Lafayette, your Lake Charles, your Opelousas, uh, that those types of areas. New Orleans has its own accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baton Rouge, people sound like Lil Boosie. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just the best way I can, you know, NBA yeah. young Lil Boosie, that, and, you know, and that's just an hour away from each other. And it's such mm-hmm. a big difference, you yeah. know accent then you have your north louisiana accent which is i guess would be more comparable to dallas or arkansas mm-hmm. and i'm from central louisiana so we may sound more like houston more than anything um like an influence of an influence of the cajun and the houston like you know point blank country uh <laughs> So it's country, you know. <laughs> okay. So it's real country. It's real country and real Cajun sometimes. So it's like, no, I don't sound. <laughs> um, now you mentioned having to break your accent. Is it because of your career in radio? Is it, or why did you have to yeah, kind of break your accent? Being actress, you know, or I worked for I worked for iHeart. Well, it was Clear Channel mm-hmm. um, when I started. And then it turned into iHeart. 
and I worked mm -hmm. for the number one station in the Gulf Coast region. And the people I worked mm -hmm. under, they ain't play that. So yeah. it was a no, you need to sound like uh, we want our people here to sound like they can be from anywhere. Right. So, like, mm. okay, well. I was told the same thing. I was told the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pittsburgh, you act like you do not talk like you're from here. Yeah. Because um, our O's, O's, T's, yeah. Fred. Uh, for a country when I here, got I'm about to get my hair done. Yep. So we They're cannot, don't break that mic talking like that. North right. mm. set. <laughs> north set. North Where set. you live at? On the north set. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But as long as, you know, I feel like this. I know how to turn it on. So I could get, yeah. Real, like, I could get real country with you right now. Like, if y'all want to get country, if y'all want me to get comfortable, this me right here. Mm -hmm. And we can do it. Or I can. Mm -hmm. You know, or I can take it away and speak with, uh, you know, the king's vernacular and whatever. <laughs> you know, like, like how you can change it because I think of actors like Idris Elba, who has that British accent, and mm -hmm. but sometimes in movies he doesn't talk that way. You forget, you know, that he has that ac uh, that accent. I just think that is so cool. Even like singers, you know, that have an accent like a. Uh, LMA. Did you hear her? She said, you know, you hear. Oh, yeah, that's Pittsburgh. Oh, it's Pittsburgh. Okay. okay. Yeah, definitely thick. She's a Pittsburgher. <laughs> no. Y'all have two different We're accents. like, yeah, definitely. Uh, Philly is like, what, six hours away from here? But y'all yeah, have the same accent. Mm -mm. Philly guys, Philly people, you can hear an accent. I think because they're more up north, closer to like New York and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. but it definitely, it's like if somebody from Philly came to Pittsburgh, I would know. You would know. You know what I mean? Just talk. They talk. They talk so much that's different. How it is, right. That's how it is here in Louisiana. You know, depending on where you're at, right. Um, and usually, as a, a you know, I'm from, like I said, the middle of the state, and I have family from all over the state. Right. So mm -hmm. usually I'm able to hear someone speak and be like, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. must be from here because I could hear it. You know. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when we go to like, for instance, when I was living in Los Angeles, there's a big Louisiana community there. And you can just tell by the accents, you know, that you're from Louisiana. So then you get to right. talk, like, okay, you're from these parts of Louisiana. Um, but it's always cool. I think accents are actually great. Yeah. Um, I think they're sexy. Yeah. They're, they're so cool. <laughs> I, like I hear them. your accent now. I hear when you say cool. Oh man! Oh, oh man! Yeah, I Let heard. Let me tell you, I I met my honey. I I met my honey, and he has this kind of like a up uh northern Pennsylvania but New York slang, and he was like, "Yo, what up, ma?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yo, what up, ma? Yo, we'll talk like yo." I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> and we are still together still Good. together Good. now that was 15 years ago now i mentioned radio nicole because that's how we met both you and i worked in radio i was in baltimore at the time and you were on you were in radio but you um but you changed careers and you changed careers over to i would say film, the film industry as an actress and also uh, as a director what was it that made you uh change was it a leap was it something that you just needed to you got tired of radio like what was it that made you make the change 
Um, so I guess I could see where, we, you know, we would say change, but for me, it wasn't necessarily a change. It was more mm-hmm. so a shift um, because mm-hmm. acting has always been a part of who I am. Uh, this, it, okay. It, before I even thought about radio, I knew I wanted to be an actor. Um, right. It's just that I put more focus because for me, it was easier to put more focus on okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, than it was acting. And I had this grandiose plan. I was going to go to school for MassCom. I was going to get a, a, at first I thought I was going to work in news. Um, but I did an internship my freshman year. Um, I was a Katrina freshman. So okay. meaning Hurricane Katrina, that was my freshman mm-hmm. year. So everything was messed up um, after that. And things mm-hmm. just weren't being done uh, properly, meaning mm-hmm. um, as opposed to waiting until my junior year to get an internship, I was able to get one my freshman year. And so I got one at uh, the local news station and went on a hit with, with one of the reporters, a house, a business was burning down and the owners were there crying and sad. And we were over like breaking news. This is amazing. This is great. We got to get on it. And like, I see the people crying and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot do this. Getting excited like this over like someone's misery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I immediately was like, okay, I don't want to do this. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to do entertainment because that's more, uh, more in line with what I want to do anyways. Right. Um, my goal was like 106 in park, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, was like, I need to probably just do radio. No, it's not on TV, but things were starting to change at that point. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Already a thing. It was before. It was right before Soldier Boy, though. So it was right before YouTube was real um, impactful in getting you noticed. But it was still like a thing. Um, cameras were more accessible. You were just able to cre- like creations. Creating was like a, still a, like was becoming a thing. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna get into radio, and I'll start here, build my way up here. Um, get on camera, somebody's gonna see me, they're gonna fly me out to New York or LA, and then I'm gonna get on radio there. And then I'm gonna and be that's on- how it works, of course. Yeah, girl, baby, no, baby, she said, baby, no, Lord, Lord, listen, listen. that ain't how that went. Uh, <laughs> Uh, come again. <laughs> Pump the brakes. After, you know, and after a few years, I wouldn't say a few years. Well, yeah, a couple, a couple of years, two or three years after getting my internship and then being on air um, and things not moving at the speed that I wanted it to. Um, mm-hmm. I just grabbed, I, I got my internship at the summer of my, no, the fall of my sophomore year. I became an on-air personality my junior year of college. Um, and by the time I graduated, I was like, okay, since I don't have to focus on school, I have this job at the radio station. And that's what it was becoming. I was just becoming like a job. Um, but I was still trying my best to um, utilize the resources, the personality pages, the internet, mm-hmm. myself out there and put myself on right. camera. But then I was like, since I have time, I'm going to focus now on my acting. Right. And, mm-hmm focus, you know, go to class, um, audition, things like that. And then uh, I got pregnant. Like a year after I decided to get serious. And while I was pregnant, I was like, okay, since I have all this downtime, I'm going to just get go in on the acting stuff. 
And so had my daughter, and then that's when I started doing more film uh, acting. And um, then I got my job with the Pelicans, well, the Hornets. We were the New Orleans Hornets, and we became the Pelicans. I was there in host, in arena host. Right. Um, so that was fun, but very long, because basketball is long. It's a long season. Right. But it was right. very fun, and it was definitely, for me, a, a five steps up from the radio. Right. Because um, I got to do like all-star hosting and all kinds of stuff. It was great. Um, but after that, uh, I stopped booking. I stopped booking roles. Um, and, and then, you know, that's part of it. You, you win and you lose. And, you know, or, you know, you get rejected. And it's, it's just part of it. You just have to keep going. But at that moment where I stopped booking the roles, um, I became sad. And uh, my... He's my yeah. current boyfriend. Um, he was my boyfriend at the time. We had broke up in between. But he was, you know, my boyfriend. Um, and another friend of mine encouraged me to just create my own work. And right. see how that goes. Right. I had started creating stuff for the radio station, like, you know, little bits where we interview people or host things. And I produced that. And they were like, produce your narrative stuff. Like, write a script and make you the star and act and get it shot. So I was like, all right. So I started doing it. And once I did the first one and it was like, we, you know, it was so much, like I look at that one. I'm just, oh my God, it's so much wrong with that now. That's because I've evolved, but we did it. We made a short film. And after we made that one, I was like, I want to keep doing this. And right. so, you know, it just, it just kept building up in me. Now the filmmaking was more maybe a, a change because I never thought about filmmaking. I right. always to be an actor. Um, but then I, my passion for radio just became less and less and less um, for different reasons. Uh, just the politics behind it. Um, I, I, mean, I know you have your experiences in radio, Kiki. Um, I respect everybody that I came under, but that I didn't, I didn't want that for my life. Um, mm -hmm. Thing, you know how some people stay in it and under the circumstances they stay in it to the point where it's like this is all I have now I don't want that I didn't even want to be in radio like that to start right. with I remind myself that because you get so caught up in the competition factor of oh I'm a you know I need to keep doing this and this and this to be full time yeah. you know mm -hmm. I'm not successful if I'm going to come full time if I don't get it and it's like wait a minute pause your breaks pump you've already put in seven and a half years here doing this game, playing this dance, doing uh, dancing this dance, playing this game. What are you going to do? And, you know, at that point I was advancing with the Pelicans and I had heard about like another job opportunity in LA with NBA. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to, Oh, this is before I found out about the job opportunity in LA. I, mm -hmm. this was in 2015. I was about to make my eight year mark. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. That's just where we're at. I'm a miss like Mardi Gras and one or two other things. But I don't, I don't even like coming into work. Like this is like the saddest thing for me. This is depressing. It didn't make you happy. You didn't find, you no, weren't fulfilled with it. I don't want to do this. I can talk to okay. people at the games, at the basketball games. I can go outside and talk to people. People pass by all day. Like if I don't talk to somebody, I sit on the porch. Like I, I just don't want to do this. <laughs> so did you, do you regret it? Do you regret the regret decision to? Okay. Not at all. Uh-uh. That was one of the best things I could have done was to say, hey, this isn't serving my life. So let me yeah. 
energy I'm putting into here, let me now shift that energy more into this because this is really what I want to be doing. And this is holding me back from here. So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was working a full-time shift because I never became Mm full-time. But at the same time, the energy that it takes to hate something is a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you really want to you really want to enjoy it. Um, and I and the reason I asked Nicole to be on the on the episode today is because when you work in radio and Jerry, you've worked in radio as well. When you work in radio, it does it calls it it calls so much from you. You put in so much of yourself. You make a lot right. of sacrifices because right. the goal is to be at the yeah. top. If it, if the you know top ten market, you want to be syndicated you want to be the next Angela Yee or the next Wendy Williams and right now the next Dee Dee McGuire and and you know or the next Dominique the Diva who was a part of our little clique in LA her story is an amazing story Dominique the Diva shouts to her she just had a baby and she's killing it in the DMV so shouts to her Um, so proud of her I'm not down in radio at all I think radio great and i think that it has and if you can survive radio now especially then you know you're a very special person because yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm, I'm thankful yeah. i learned so much in radio that i'm applying mm-hmm. and i'm very thankful for the people that i came up under i'm thankful for my experiences the good and the bad but i'm also thankful for my decision to walk away so here's the question i, I wanted to ask you um, because for me, if anyone asks me, uh, you know, about pursuing a career in radio, I'm, and I am 100% raw before it was like, Oh my God, you should do it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. But being a 28 year vet, you've seen a lot of things and you don't want to scare them, but you want to prepare them. You want them to know what they're walking into. You want them to right. know the real. Um, right. what, what someone did not tell me and I learned later was get to know each and every department. Yep. You know, know what production does. Know what imaging, because imaging and production, two different things. Know, know those two departments. Know what sales does. Yep. Know, what, um, know what promotions is know and know what traffic is, is right. because traffic yeah. is not reporting traffic. Right. It's putting the logs together, the commercial logs and merging right. with, the, with the radio. And, you know, as a board op, somebody, you would know that. But not everybody knows that. They think, oh, we're going to be at the radio station because that's where superstars come in. And you get to do the interviews. No, that right. doesn't happen. And more and in, in, in most cases, some people get their breaks when someone loses theirs. Yeah. Yep. Someone gets their break when someone, someone loses yep. theirs. When someone someone loses their job. That's a door open and it's so crummy, but that's, that's what happens. And you learn to just take it as that's just, that's, that's a part of the game. Um, I also learned to have thick skin. I don't have thick skin. I I don't, don't. I don't have thick skin at all. Um, I don't know if you do Nicole, because you're in the entertainment and that's great. I, I, it's, I'm a lot better now than I was. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just us here, so no one else can, no one can disagree with me. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm a little. Uh, so I'm. I will be ending my 28 career, uh, 28th career in radio. I'm just gonna take a pause for a minute because when you're doing something, you want to do something that makes you happy. 
you want to do something that you're just not, you're not right. sitting in the parking lot talking to Jesus like, okay, Lord, I just, I need you to get me through this today, please, Jesus. Right. I need you to bless the bars, bless the water cooler, bless right. the board, the headphones, Lord, just bless the people calling, Lord, just, I don't need no idiotic stuff today, Lord, just help me get through this day. Every right. day in the parking lot, in the elevator, I'm praying and asking God to give me strength. And that's a good thing, but it shouldn't be a, a it shouldn't be a band aid just so that you don't have to go through nothing. You you should be able to enjoy your work environment. You should yeah. be able to enjoy what you do. And mm -hmm. I do. I love the listeners. I love the connection. But like you said, the politics behind it is something that it comes with it, and you learn to to deal with it. But it is hard to deal with. It's hard. It is. You know, and, and politics happen. I'm sure. And yeah. Across all mediums and so you know and like you were saying with radio you usually get a break when someone loses theirs well mine was opposite it was more so of waiting for these people who have been in these positions for so long waiting for them to decide to leave and wow yeah new orleans and you know what i i, I found that out too new orleans is like one of if not the only market where we've had uh the same people in the same positions for like longer than 15 years, 15, Damn. Right. So the so midday, actually, if I would have waited it out about five more years and I could have probably been in line for midday because uh, uh, our midday is finally changed here. I think it's wow. year, I think. Um, wow. But right. But she had been, she's amazing. She's great. But she moved up within uh, iHeartMedia's ranks. Um, mm hmm Definitely great at what she does, um, but she's now um, in like an executive position. But she been there for a long. I think she started like in '92 or something like that. Yeah, right. Right. So it's 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 like, but New Orleans is is one of those places. It's just like that. You, I would have been waiting around to my 30s, and it's like, no, I ain't doing all of that. I'm good. You know. Again, plus that just was not my. Um, wasn't my real goal in life anyways. That was just yeah. something that I wanted to do while I was in college to help build me up. Then you get so caught up in what everybody else's goals are while they're in the competition factor. And, you know, right. Right. It's just like, I had to like, be like, girl, calm down. Cause you know, you don't want to be a failure. You don't want to put all the year. I mean, it's like a relationship, you know, you with somebody and you're, you're giving your all to, to something. And you know, I know about that one. We talked well, about it. Wanted to work. You wanted yeah. to work, and I don't mm -hmm. mind giving my all to anything that I want to do. But if me giving my all means killing me and not getting anything in return, and no, it's not worth it. Exactly, and that's you, how we go ahead, know. Jerry. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, um, you know, that's exactly how I've been feeling with the whole, you know, radio and like journalism job, job seeking, rather, you know putting in all this time and education into it and trying to find a job. You know, I don't know if it's the city I'm in because it's, you know, Pittsburgh is so limited to uh, journalism and radio jobs. Um, and, and just, and I'm just like at the point where I don't even know if this is something that I should continue doing. I don't want to keep, I mean, I know I'm still young and everything, but while I'm still young, I need to make a decision. Like, is this something I want to continue to do or fight for or should I just make a whole new career uh change you know so well, what's your goal what's your goal what do you want to do with on with, air 
do you want on air you want journalism like because it's two different parts in five years or in 10 years if you could if, if we can skip to 10 years what do you think would make you the most happy about your life at that point and where you're at working uh a full-time job in you know journalism you know being what 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 um that, so i was focusing more on radio because that's what i did all throughout college um you know i was interested in it and i do have a part-time job at a radio station but i haven't been working there due to covid so you know with that job it was kind of um like i'm waiting to get up into being a radio personality but who knows when that's going to be um so I was looking more so on the radio side, but now I'm also doing writing for a local newspaper. So I can do that too. I'm, I'm open, you know, to being that full-time reporter, you know, writing uh, for a newspaper or a magazine or being, you know, that radio personality. And then, then just like you, I had thought about uh, being like an anchor, you know, or being like the, the top person on like one of some park or like, you know, uh, uh, CBS or whatever like that. So I had those dreams and I had, you know, those goals of like making it big like that. But now, you know, I just, I'm like, uh, like I, I don't want to give up on the career cause I put so much time into it and, edu you know, effort and education, but it's just like, I don't know what else. After, at this I think you just have to be planted in the right. Yeah. The right area. I think, if if you wanted journalism, if journalism is what you want to do, then kind of stay in there. Um, if writing is, is your strength, you know, because radio, again, they'll hire you first to be a street team member and a board op, which ain't, you know, no, no shades of board ops and street team because I did all of it. Right. But, you know, you could be doing that forever. And and that be and, and that be it. Use you use you use you use you for as long as they feel like you are willing to allow them. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you think that it's helping you get on, and it's just like exactly. y'all you know, keep doing that if y'all want. But I I I'm a firm believer in utilizing the resources that we all have now and making your own stuff. I get it. You need yeah. a moment. And so, you know, if you want to keep working radio or wherever just to make your money, but also be putting the energy into your own thing, whether it's a blog, people are getting paid, man, people are getting paid to do some stuff that, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. just walking around, taking pictures of flowers in the yard, like random stray cats or, you know, video in the Ooh, critic, film critic, hairstylist critic. Like, Nail critic. You can find what it is that you like. Like if you like watching movies or like trying out new ice cream mm -hmm. or if you like yeah. trying out vegan food or whatever it is that you like. Yeah. Really start writing about it and people yep. will you know, you have Reddit, you have all of these different mediums that are looking for, for people and paying people. And you know what I'm saying this to you and I'm thinking to myself, well, why you ain't doing it? Why you ain't, uh, <laughs> it's easier for us to tell other people. <laughs> exactly. It's easier for us to tell other people yeah. than, you know, than take it ourselves. But you know, yeah, I mean, Jerry, you know, I'm, I'm always available if you need to, if you need to talk and I'll put you in the right direction, but there's a, a company called, um, total traffic and weather network. 
TTWN. And that's where I went when I was in Maryland. I worked and I reported traffic. I did not like it. It wasn't my favorite. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it because I had the radio bug and I wanted to be a personality. But I was introduced to reporting news and traffic to different markets, even Sirius XM. So if that was something that, if it was an entertainment report, if it was a news story, if it was traffic, um, I had the ability to do that for hours. And it was a union job, full time. Um, of course, I had to live in Silver Spring, you know, I had to work in Silver Springs, Maryland, but um, they have hubs and, and you know, if, if that's something that you want to focus on, you know, you can try and do that. So people who, you know, don't be discouraged, don't wait around for opportunities, create your own opportunities. And as soon as you're not looking, it's going to come. As soon as you're not looking, somebody's going to fall and break their ankle. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, there's a position available. It's unfortunate that somebody had to break their ankle for you yeah. to get your coins. But sometimes, in most cases, that's that's you know that's how it works. Uh, yeah, and yeah, the, someone can say something stupid and get yeah. fired. And hey, what are you doing that's next week? Radio. You want to get started on radio? That's radio, <laughs> but we ain't got to do all of that anymore. No, you know mm-hmm. now people have po- you know people are listening more to podcasts now. They yep. are more yep. than YouTube podcasts, blogs. You know we. Starting off when I when I was in radio, I think I was it was like mid nineties. So, uh, yeah, a lot has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, we had carts, and we then we went to CDs, and then from CDs, and went to touchscreen, and then you didn't need board ops anymore. Board ops are going to be obsolete. Same for uh, operations managers and program directors or music directors. They're going to condense all those positions down and you're going to have a skeleton staff. You got syndication, syndicated radio. You have people doing air shifts for three different markets from home. Then they're not even in that market. Exactly. So people are making that, you know, they're making their money. You just have to be innovative, you know? Um, but that's what I wanted to talk to Nicole about because she found a lane. She, she saw it. She saw something that made her happy and she wanted it and she pursued it. And now she's filming. Uh, you are filming documentaries. Um, narratives. Or I, your I, I narratives. I, I have Tell a, me about that. No, but I'm, I'm more so focusing on narratives. Uh, Tell me what that is. Um, a narrative is anything that's scripted, that's mm-hmm. fictional. Uh, it can be based off of a true story or anything like that, but it's where you're actually acting and not... Um, and not interviewing like a real person about a real thing. It's an actual um, mm-hmm. playing out with actors in a script that's written. Mm-hmm. So that's what narrative is. So I do more narrative work. Um, mm-hmm. I have a documentary that we're working on surrounding an issue that we're, you know, uh, we're not ready to talk about it just yet. Um, okay. My, my, the young woman's guide, uh, series on youtube would be more of like a docu-series i'm interviewing the elderly women and getting their advice and stuff like that right but but i'm i'm a narrative uh filmmaker so i write Mm -hmm. um and uh produce as well as direct um so i'm an overall filmmaker um i actually started doing more filmmaking and directing and producing and writing more than acting so i had to i had to check myself and be like look you know, you like this, but you're going to miss this too. Like, don't get to the point where you forget that you're also an actor. So, you know, uh, but I get then so they, writing for, you know, writing these stories and making them realistic that I'm not even worried about putting me in it. It's like, 
casting the best person, whether that's me or not. Yeah. Is it easy to be frustrated? You can get frustrated in radio. It is a male dominated industry, the entertainment and, you know, it is a who, you know, entertainment uh, industry. So with being a filmmaker, um, do you find the same obstacles uh, as far as opportunities, you know, access? Do you have to work harder because you're a female and a black female filmmaker or has Ava DuVernay and women like her made it possible? Issa Rae. And- that. Yes, yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like yes and no to them making it possible. I definitely feel like Issa Rae and Ava, they've definitely helped. And Shonda, can't forget about Miss Shonda. Go ahead. Um, can't forget about Miss Shonda, child. Uh, what's her name that did uh, Casey Lemons? I mean, that's from back in the day with Bayou, uh, Eve Bayou. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many, you know, but right now is a great time to be a black woman in the film industry. Yeah. We are a hot commodity. They're looking for black women directors. They're looking for black women uh, director of photography, DPs or cinematographer. They're looking for black women. Mm. Um, with everything that's going on, uh, and all the noise that's being made, mm-hmm. it's almost like if you don't have a black woman on your team, then something's wrong with you. And and we're pushing mm-hmm. for it, you know? And it's newer for sure. Um, but being a black woman, it's, it's like, and I hate to say it like this because we are not a fad. We are not this phase that you can just come in and out of. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the focus is definitely shifting to us. But we right. don't not a phase or a fad. No, we're here. Like we've been here, and so you're finally seeing us. Get ready, because this is where this is. This is you're going to keep seeing us. Like we're not right. out of style. You know, we're not the latest fashion trend. So right. yeah, people, um, people. I, I like do, that. Yeah, I do feel like there's lots of resources just for being a black woman. For me, um, I was just actually speaking to uh, some friends of mine. Um, Cause while I'm in Louisiana, it was, it was a, a situation of, you know, they're a male production company and I know that people are looking specifically for black women to, to lead, to helm a project. So it was just kind of like, all right, well, y'all have any projects that are specifically looking for black women? I want to be part of your team. And they're like, yes, we've been denied projects because they were looking for a black woman to be the lead mm-hmm. uh, the director mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's like, cool. So we're going to partner together. Y'all get the work. I come in be the director and we, you know, we make it work like that. So mm-hmm. it's about also knowing how to make it work. And I'm not saying that there's, you know, unfortunately white, there's still more white men uh, in the industry, leading the industry, but that's changing. I have, I am very confident yeah. that it's changing yeah. um, and we're making more and more noise. Our stories, the authenticity of them, uh, it's just out there. And so, you know, and now people, you know, people don't want a white savior movie. People don't want a movie about black people written by white people. And now we have access to all of this information so we can pick and choose what it is we're going to support. People are supporting, you know, the authentic um, black stories, you know, Mm -hmm. and so that all of that. All of that has something to do with where we're at now. And thankfully, I'm coming in where, you know, I don't have to. uh, It's already just a competitive and difficult career to navigate. And so thankfully, we've had those pioneers. We have speaking up 
and we have the people making noise and, and putting the work in to where, you know, that's one less thing as a black woman and minorities in general, because, you know, it's starting to be more and more with all minorities. It's just one mm-hmm. less thing you have to worry about um, because we're calling you out. We're calling you out. You know, we're calling you out. The Oscar so white movement, all of it, calling it all out. Right. You know? Well, I'm so happy. I'm proud of you. I've seen you grow. I'm so thankful that we met each other on that shuttle bus in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for the sisterhood that we have. And I'm going to be in New Orleans one day. I don't know when, but I'm going to be there. If I got to be there with a cane on, you got to walk oh, me no. through. <laughs> you know, if I'm going to be, oh, just, have, just roll my behind through the bayou. No, I don't know what you're <laughs> No, but definitely find out. Tell us how we can tell us how we can reach you. How can we get in touch with you on social media, website, all that? Yeah. So my Instagram is J underscore Nicole Collins. There's no H in my Nicole. It's N-I-C-O-L-E. J underscore Nicole Collins. Um, I'm on Facebook, Nicole Collins, but I don't know. This lost cause there. Um, you can email me j.nicollins1 at gmail.com, but I also have my email on my Instagram. Um, I have my YouTube link on my Instagram too. So if you just remember J underscore Nicole Collins, then you can see my YouTube link as the link for my email there as well. All right. And you can reach out to us uh, on Facebook, the Hey Girl Hey podcast. On Twitter, it's Girl Hey 2018. Uh, Instagram, Hey Girl, Hey Podcast 2018, and YouTube, The Hey Girl, Hey Podcast. If you need to email us for fan mail, you can do that at the Hey Girl, Hey Podcast at gmail.com. And you can call us at 412-709-6130. And this is Jer Jer's favorite part, where she you can tell, you can find out how to find past episodes. Go ahead, Jer Jer. So, to find past episodes... <laughs> podcast come on girl you're doing this in front of a director this is your audition <laughs> come on let's go that had it even on now you're doing great doing great <laughs> okay so, so five episodes of the hey girl hey podcast you can listen to us on numerous 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 streaming uh sites such as soundcloud urbanmediatoday.com live 365 tune in apple podcast spotify Podbeam and Anchor FM and Google Podcasts. There you go. Yep. 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 She's getting it. I forget it. Google Podcasts. Okay. She's getting it. She's getting it. Nicole (laughs) Collins, thank you so much. We got to give her a chick name. So here we go. I am your radio chick, Kiki Brown. I'm the millennial chick, Jerry Septim. And we got the film chick. Can we say film chick? The okay. film. film, I like the film. Chick. Every we have a guest, we have to give him the, the country chick, the country film chick. Yeah, I was gonna country say film chick, the superstar chick, whatever you know. <laughs> oh, I could go on. Let me see. <laughs> I like country. I like country film chick. I love that. Nicole Collins, thank you. God bless you. You know, it's always love. Sis, we'll talk to you on Instagram. But it is the Hey Girl Hey podcast for Urban Media today. Listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn Live 365 or Urban Media Today Radio apps. 
They're free. So take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl Hey podcast do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.